Hey guys, how we doing tonight? Yeah! Let's get this freaking party started! Dang it! We're here at Frack Fest. How many people are here for Frack Fest? Yeah! How many of you guys have gotten to see some of the shorts that have been showing? All right. Fantastic. I have not gotten to see anything because I've been setting this crap up. Would everyone just appreciate this elaborate set we have going on here? This is like, this is like uh, Jimmy Kimmel on a micro budget. <laughs> Didn't plan on that. Totally happened by accident. <laughs> well, my name is Brian Gill, and this is the Okie Show Show. This is the podcast that dives into the finer details of navigating Oklahoma's film and music industries. And uh, again, I am your host. My name is Brian Gilliland. Good luck repeating that last name. It's literally spelled G-I-L-I-L-L-A-N-D which might as well be like G with a barcode and then A-N-D. Just scan my last name, I'm 99 cents because apparently I'm from the future. But uh, tonight we have a great show for you. We're gonna have two awesome wardrobe designers. They've worked on several films from Children of the Corn to Hellraiser 10 and countless movies that I can't even remember. Half the time I'm working with them, half the time I'm not but I love these girls, they're fantastic. We're gonna bring them up on stage in just a little bit. We're also gonna have a couple people from Frack, Frack, Plit, Plit, Plit. Best title in the world, Frack Fest. That, it's a good title, but it kind of sounds like a dad who's trying to not cuss in front of his kid whenever he you know, hits his thumb with a hammer, you know, like, Frack Fest, duh! I'm pretty sure that's how they came up with the title for this thing. But it's still a good title, so. Way to go, because they're kind of sponsoring the show. So, right? <laughs> We're happy to be here. So, let's go ahead and get this party started. I'm gonna come over here. I, okay, first of all, I also have to tell you that normally I have a co-host. I am flying solo today. That's right. See, that's what happens when you're flying solo. For the listeners, the mic stand just came out of the mic stand. Yeah, I normally have a co-host, so my Andy Richter is gone today. So it's, a, it's just me, which means that I get to man the recording, I get to man the soundboard, I get to man the music, and everything. So I'm gonna bring our girls up. Ladies and gentlemen, okay, well, would you please welcome Jack O'Dell and Geneva Vergeer to the stage. I found some, some great intro music for you guys. So you guys are uh, with Ginger House LLC. Correct. Can you tell us a little bit about Ginger House? Yes, we can. Ginger House LLC is um, a wardrobe business that Jack and I had just created this year. We are the co-owners and only employees. <laughs> but um, so it's your own bosses, which is the best situation exactly, ever. Exactly. Can you fire yourself? Is what I want to know. I just push her around all the time. Pretty Perfect. much. Pretty yeah. much. What if you fired each other at the same time? <laughs> yeah, Fuck. nothing would happen. <laughs> 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 you, just, you just cancel each other out. Yeah. You're fired. Well, you're fired, so you can't fire me. Yeah. You better come into work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, so we would die if we fired each other. <laughs> that, that, that's the long and short of it. Yeah, right. we have like a constant <laughs> issue, but honestly, I don't think I would survive. <laughs> So, like, I, I mentioned that you guys were on Children of the Corn and Hellraiser. What are some of the other movies that you guys worked on? Um, well, Jack and I met each other, what is it, three years ago on America. America! Um, yeah, oh, which, yeah. Um, ew, oh, God. Okay, so we met each other on that 
wonderful <coughs> show yeah. so long ago. And then we worked together again later that year on Monday at 1101. Yeah. And Which is a fantastic movie. You should watch on iTunes. Oh, God. Be yeah. very, very high yes. before you start to watch the totally movie. It is a comedy. <laughs> It's, it's a comedy. Probably the best comedy I've seen in a while. I call it Oklahoma's The Room. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. No, yeah. It is. It's, it's, it's our little gem. <laughs> Which sadly oh, was one of the bigger budgets we had done up oh, to yeah. about like a couple yeah. years ago. <laughs> oh, so anyways. Um, and then we've, we really started just, um, we worked with a big crew on both of those movies and then we... Uh, worked on Blueberry Hall, which is a really small film that, that was came one. Along. That was one of the first intimate movies last, we did together. Yeah, last Where year, I and it was just yes, intimate. <laughs> um, and it was just as one is Jack two. and I in the department on that film, and we realized that we worked really well together. Um, <clears throat> and then what did we do after that? Gosnell. Gosnell. Oh, yeah. So many. Man, the, it, just, it just keeps and racking up. Gosnell. <laughs> the, I love the tagline of that movie, the, the world's biggest serial killer. <laughs> it's not the world's greatest serial killer, not the world's worst serial killer, the world's biggest serial killer. Which he was I just picture pounds. the Pillsbury Doughboy yeah. just like w- running through the streets, but he's giant like in Ghostbusters. He's covered in cats. And he's just serial <laughs> killing everyone. <laughs> Yep, that that's it. That's this. That's the movie. Yeah. That would actually be a good. I would watch. He's kind of like Kirby, where he just like sucks like, Kirby, things out right? into his mouth. Yeah. Gosnell, the world's biggest serial killer. Oh, God. Uh, so it was on that one, actually. Well, I'm kind of a oh, pusher, and I so lived with her. On I that was one. like, yeah, we were in the same room. In the same room. <laughs> we were dorm buddies. Yeah, and it wouldn't have worked with anybody else. We we lived together in a just right. like a ten by twenty room just with yeah. mattresses on others each yeah. like end of the room and a nice. curtain to separate our space well that was practicing for la <laughs> yeah <laughs> basically jennifer has been one of the only people i've ever met where i can go fuck you um <laughs> do you want to order pizza yeah always <laughs> not today <laughs> okay pizza don't talk to me yeah <laughs> okay so uh describe what exactly you guys are in wardrobe department describe exactly what the wardrobe department looks like because it kind of looks different day it to looks day. good yes. look at it it looks Sexy. real good <laughs> what do you mean and super ginger <laughs> always i can't imagine where you got your name from no you can't it's, where are all the redheads <laughs> for the podcast listeners they're both redheads <laughs> <laughs> Ginger House. Honestly, funny, the name for Ginger House started as, I, you know, when I was not sure what I was going to do at the beginning of this year, I was planning on, after I moved out of Jack's house, I had just moved to L.A. And Boo. then <laughs> I know, right? No, sir. And then uh, when we started working on Hellraiser and Children of the Corn back-to-back, as a joke, we were like, we should start, we, you know, if we had a company, we could name it Ginger House. <laughs> and then she wrote Ginger House on literally everything we owned. I tagged so, it up. That's good. We we were Ginger House. That's so much better than any of the business names that I've come up with, because the last (laughs) one was Indian Head Production, or Indian Head Pictures. I'm the whitest guy in the world. (laughs) Probably not a good idea. And then the next one, it is Prairie Dog Pictures, which everyone relates to poop. So (laughs) it is not poopy pictures, okay? Well, if it makes you feel any better, like Ginger House, like if you like look at it, it's not, I mean, like it says nothing about what we do at all. No, people are like Ginger House. What do you make? Like gingerbread cookies? That's yeah, yeah, so we're fighting houses. against ourselves constantly. It's right. cool. <laughs> it's all good. 
Freelance. Woo. <laughs> uh, what was the question? Uh, <laughs> so describe the wardrobe department on a feature film set. Oh, oh. okay, like our department, like uh, like. Uh, like I a think day there's different the levels. Oh yeah, yeah. Like let's start in pre-production on... first of all. Oh, okay. Because pre-pro versus production, it, I'm assuming is two very very different things. Absolutely. Like yep. Which we get a lot of pre-production um, compared to other departments because mm-hmm. um, generally we're buying and we're fitting, and um, we're storyboarding our own, you know, like our own uh, s- designs. Designs. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, we got a party foul. That only that happened um, eight minutes into the show. It's okay. I'm soaking <laughs> wet. She's got lines okay? on her. Okay, can we get a towel or anything? This usually for only happens <laughs> 15 minutes into anything that I do. <laughs> well, y- you can share this couch with me now. We'll just call this portion. Uh, let's drying drying the couch. Drying the couch. Stuff got spilled on the couch, and now we're trying to couch. It. Oh yeah. It we'll did. We'll cut this out of the podcast. Okay. Ugh. No, it's fine. It's usually <laughs> me. I'm usually the super clumsy one. <laughs> this makes sense to our Disclaimer, show. Okie Show Show live shows <laughs> are often chaotic, so. Pre- pre-production? Pre-production. Okay, right. so let's start at the beginning. So we get hired for something. Usually they send us the script before we're actually hired so that we can look over the script and... and an ideal world, we would decide if we wanted to work on the project right. <laughs> by reading we're the script. We're not like poor or um, anything. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> you know, where we are now, it's you got to take the work as it comes. Yeah. Um, so you know, Gosnell try to make it your own. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so we read the script, um, kind of get a general idea, and then get hired on the project, signed all the contracts, that fun stuff, and then hopefully have a talk with. Um, the director and kind of get his usual idea uh, or like his overall idea of what he wants it to look right. like and then we kind of yeah yeah we we come up with our like our main ideas we talk about it and we like talk about their characters and then we have to talk to the director and see if they you know uh, coincide and then um, in an ideal world we you know collaborate because like honestly I think anybody that works in film like if you aren't good at collaborating, then you then it's not like your Wrong. world. Yeah, you should be an editor. Yeah, you should not be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You need to be in post. So, yeah. um, go, go back to your writing. So, room. like, <laughs> they say something that like makes sense to us, and we start editing our ideas, and then we start like pulling pictures, and um, and and we we start sharing like with the director as like we, we, we gather these ideas and then we do and fittings. Then, yes, we have, there's a lot of paperwork that goes into it. We've got to do budget breakdowns. We've got to do a character breakdown, which is just a list of every scene that every character is in. So we know exactly how many costumes they have to wear, what day they're wearing what, you know, so on and so forth. There's a lot of paperwork that goes into it that people don't really assume, right. you know. Yeah. It, I love it when people are like, oh, wardrobe, just, just wear what the yeah. actors will just wear what they're wearing. You know, they'll just bring it in. Go to that's Target because that work. Oh right. yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> you just, just sharp at Target. <laughs> just go Target's to Target. Where you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> so okay, now let's fast forward to production. So pre-production is very, very. You know, like you get you're in the creative process. You're creating all the different looks. But when you're in mm-hmm. production, now you've kind of how does that work? Because um, I've seen you guys on sets. Like you have, especially with like <laughs> yes. the supporting actors. They've got. You have your wardrobe, you're just like rows of clothing and everything. And like you haven't quite established a look, is that right? Um, 
Um, I think that really depends on like the story and like how prepared the production is in general. Um, uh, a film we just came off of, uh, the script changed right before production actually went into uh, process. So it was like we had to change everything we were doing in general. So if we're not prepared, because we were super prepared, we were like going in like fucking yeah. gangsters <laughs> on it. But no, that was it. Let's change the entire This is an independent script. film. You should know better. <laughs> right? <laughs> Basically, yeah. So, um, I think it just depends on you know how prepared the entire uh, production is, and um, we've definitely gone in much more prepared and like had like you know uh, the characters I, uh, on the Wicked Love. We were fairly prepared like second day in with you know all the looks, mm-hmm. but um, you know first day to get to production. I mean, like, it's kind of madness. I mean, you're like, you know, your, your main thing right before that day starts is to, like, pick out those outfits and to make sure, like, sure that you're, like, prepared, but you're never prepared. I mean, you're just not. You're just yeah. never prepared. Yeah. And then um, we were lucky enough to have an intern on that film, um, which love. we made our um, set costume, which we'll talk about more later as far as, like, you know, how important a set costumer is. But, um she was able to go in and be our set costumer so we could really like um, focus on the look for each character on um, those days. And it's better when you are prepared because then you can really focus on the details and the details, you know, the, the, the devil's in the details. Yeah. And, um, so the devil's <laughs> I think that uh, if production has got their shit together, we're golden. <laughs> right? <laughs> it all rolls downhill. In an ideal world. Yeah. So, okay, let's kind of, let's take it back to like creating a look for a character. Like we just Ooh. got off this Western movie and mm-hmm. the Mustanger, one of the, the leads Mustanger. was a Mustanger. And one of the other leads was like an, an she She's was a, a prostitute. whore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so how did you guys decide on the looks? Because I thought the Mustangers well, look, and some of that was a lot of custom stuff that you guys um, did. Yeah, there was a lot of custom stuff. really cool. Stuff. Uh, for the Western, uh, the Mustanger and the Lady, we actually got you know a lot more prep time than we usually have on most films, on modern films. We had three weeks of prep. Um, Not that that mattered. Nope. <sighs> um, so like for our lead character, uh, her name was Julie. We had a fitting with her, you know, about a week beforehand. We actually had some custom pieces made for her, a full dress made for her according to her sizes. That's a whole different story. Um, but it's mostly a lot of what happens with the character happens during the fitting. So it's like we, we're responsible for pulling a bunch of clothing that matches her character and then having her come in and try it on. That's her size, obviously. So during the fitting, we'll try pieces on and, you know, some of it is perfect and it's like, oh yes, this fits. And sometimes the actress won't like it or sometimes the actress will try something on. We didn't like it originally and it just works. A lot of the design process happens in the fitting. Um, So that's, you know, I can't remember. I lost my train of thought. Well, I I just always think it's really interesting and really cool how the wardrobe of the character, like you look at Jack Sparrow and you look mm-hmm. at his outfit. Not yeah. his props, not his makeup and everything, but just his freaking outfit. And that is such an iconic character in his look. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm, I think that, you know, honestly, like, when um, we're, we've done a successful fitting, which happened a lot on the Mustanger, which was really exciting, um, the character will come out of it. It happened a lot on Wicked Love, too, and even children. But uh, the character will, or the actor or actress will come out of it, and they will feel... 
their character more. Yeah, more. And, um, and, and, and we can see their swagger in it, so we feel their character more. So mm-hmm. the decisions that we make further down the line um, are all informed by those kind of, um, those kind of uh, nuances that they, that they show during the fitting. And so, but as, yeah. And sometimes fittings happen like two hours before they're supposed to be seen on, like in the trailer yes. or no, in yes. a back room. And you got a sound guy breathing down your neck. Are yeah. you done yet? Are you done ETA. Yet? You guys got an ETA? How about this Can naked I person? Can I this I'm going to put this person in nothing and you have to wire them. Right. That's my favorite thing to do oh, to yeah. Brian. Yeah. Put somebody in a thong and then just throw them my way and I'm just like, uh, <laughs> fuck you so hard. <laughs> you love it. I'm putting it in their hair. <laughs> this is the easiest outfit we had. Right. <laughs> Continuity check. <laughs> um, so, okay, that kind of brings me to the wardrobe department actor relationship. Because like you, you vanities, actors. you guys are so much closer to the actors. Than we're not vanities. Most we're not vanities. Well, I, I'm just we're not vanities, Brian. Because that's where the like, that's where like all the breakdown comes in. We work great me. with you vanities. <laughs> you work super close with vanities. We do. We work close with vanities. Your vanities, but light. we are a technical department. Um, You're the department that I always have to call if I have to use snips on somebody's wardrobe or something true. like that. If I yeah. had to cut them open or something. We have the tools. I do all that all. Well, the that's time. not. We might be like we might be renting it. Well, anyways, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but talk about how like because you're communicating with the actor when you guys are creating a look. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Hopefully, in the beginning, usually what we do is we send uh, like our first correspondence is usually done by email or phone, and we just talk to them, get to know them. We want to know their sizes, and then we want to know like. <laughs> you know, specialty things about them. What kind of underwear do they like? If it's a modern <laughs> piece, no. It's like we have to ask those silly questions. I prefer the like, most silk of underwear. No, and then you have bigger banana actors. Banana hammock, really. <laughs> Only that. Only banana hammock. Um, you have actors who like That's specific That's actually brands. really happened. No. And it? <laughs> oh, we're getting to that in just a second. <laughs> and, you know, we just talk to them about it until they arrive. And we have their fitting, hopefully, before the day that they shoot. Um, so that we can, you know, see what fits, what doesn't, get to know them. Because honestly, every actor is, it's like, it's like kind of like a dance. You have to know how they work and how they respond. Um, some actors like to be told exactly what they need to be doing, but they don't let you know that at the beginning. So right. when you're like, oh, do you want to do this and this? They're just like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Da, 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 da. And yeah. then other actors, if you tell them exactly what you want, they're like, oh, well, you're you stepping know. on my process. Exactly. So it's it's always it's a dance it's a like it's like a fine dance of figuring out each actor is different and you want to make sure that they're happy so that they can give their best performance and yeah. that's really that's our job is and we're not as close to them as vanities you know we don't spend two hours every morning with them we just set their clothes they're still and up in their space though well, yeah you know like I'm certain tucking actors, in their underwear certain <laughs> actors like I will go we will go in and we'll help them like get dressed and whatnot and we'll talk like uh, uh the last film that I d- did I, uh, he was a real method actor so he would talk to me as if he was in his character oh. and I would just oh, encourage I, I would just encourage <laughs> oh, yeah. him why I was talking to him and um and I would dress him as if I was like one of his servants and it was like yes, and I was fine with that up the, the straps on my suspenders whatever that accent was that he had <laughs> snidely whiplash or whatever I was talking about Kyle oh yeah uh, yeah I was thinking I was thinking of a, somebody else yeah 
So, but I mean, like, but it was funny because it was like, and then with like, with the one you were thinking of, the, our villain, like, it was like his, when he would get dressed, it was like a very like sensual thing for him yeah. because he was such a kind of an OCD character yeah. that we would lay, I, when I, when I showed our interns, I said, you're going to lay it out a certain way and mm-hmm. you're going to um, place everything as if it's so purposeful as if he would have it this way. Yeah. And so, um, you know, if you're, if. If you're able to, which we're not always able to because of um, it being an indie film and we're always, it was like kind of running gun situations. If you're able to, you want to add to the process for, of the actor to make it, um, you know, more and more part of who they are and yeah. not this like kind of arbitrary, uh, is it the word? Arbitrary. Arbitrary, arbitrary kind of like experience to like get dressed, get wired, go out there and then suddenly yeah. be this character. So you want to like give them as much as you can yeah. um, to be the person that they're supposed to be. I've always, th- like, let's discuss that. Like, I, I always find it just so fascinating the way that the, the departments leading up to them landing on set, mm-hmm. not the sound guy because the sound guy just disrupts everything. Fucking sound guy. Uh, fucking sound guys. Fuck those sound guys. <laughs> you got a sound guy in the audience right now. But uh, but I just love how, like, like you were talking about how even the preparation of the wardrobe and everything that has to do with helping him with his performance and stuff. And, like, can you speak on that a little bit? Yeah. Um, well, a costumer's job, and a lot of people don't really understand that a costumer's job is all about creating a character. It's not about wardrobe. It's not about clothing. It's about character. That's what a true costume designer does. So when, you know, you work with an actor and that actor is either method or sometimes, you know, you have that actor who is just like, there's all kinds of different weird acting systems, Stanislavski, blah, 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 blah. Um, But it's, it's about making them as comfortable as possible in who they are as the character. So if they want to be treated like that character on set and off set, then, you know, we have to try that as best as possible. Um, But it's, you know, they go through, usually what they do is they go through hair and makeup first, and that's like their relaxing zone where they get into... Yeah, they're starting to get yelled at by the time that we get them. Yeah. (laughs) Which is funny, because, like, I think that as we've gotten, like, kind of, like, we've, we've, we've gotten seasoned into uh, this these roles, I think we get better at just being like, fuck off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? I feel like you have to be like, because yeah, I'm totally guilty when of PAs like breathing up. down y'all's necks and like, what's your ETA and that kind of thing. Like, yeah, all the departments I, just clash and like, I feel like you guys get the shortest end of the stick. I, I, you know, I, I think, I think it's, I think it's, um, you know, it's nice because we all work together all the time. So I think that it's like we, we learn how to like cope with each other. And we I'm can laugh. You guys, <laughs> I'm glad that I don't piss y'all off. I feel I, like I'll, I'll give you all a hard time on set, and then I'll go be driving home, and be like, I was. Was being kind of a dick. <laughs> no, no, time or place worry. for jokes. It's, it's, right? it's too short. I don't take time. you seriously. <laughs> no, I, it's <laughs> too small and thin and breakable across my knees. I, I will. I will be the first to admit that I am a total bitch on set. Like right. when people come into my trailer, anybody who comes into my fucking trailer and asks me questions, I am the shortest fucking person with them. It's right. like get out of yeah. my trailer. This is my, there's no reason for you to be in here. Yeah, and Which Jack I can always, attest like, to that. I feel like I always like I don't I don't catch the seriousness. Like I, <laughs> I I never understand that this is a real situation. It's so I'm just like well, pop off some smart ass No, remark. honestly, it shouldn't be <laughs> a serious situation. I just always come across as like deadpan like no. Like, <laughs> this is well, not going to happen. I love it. We're going to come right back to these two, but right now we're going to take a short 
break to appreciate our sponsors. Guys, the Okie Show Show has many different sponsors, very lucrative sponsors, and this one is brought to you by AutoCorrect. It's not ducking. It's never ducking. Thank you. Okay, we have prizes that we're going to give away. Um, let's see here. I want to see uh, anybody raise your hand that has seen a Frackfest film. We have these bracelets. This is a day pass, a $25 value. And uh, anyone who has seen a Frackfest short film that can come down and tell me what the short film was about. I'll take it. I'll take it. Come on down. Come on down. Let's get you some walking music. Wow. Okay. We're, we're going to go for the robot music. Okay. So what was the film that uh, you saw? Uh, Scourge of Feminismo. Scourge of Feminismo. Okay. Can you tell me in two words what was this film about? Sexual angst. Sexual angst. Can you tell me your name? Daniel Aaron Austin. Daniel Aaron Austin and the sexual angst film you win the day pass to breakfast. Thank you for coming down. Give him a round of applause. So let's talk about what is, uh, we're going to get to the fun questions now. What are some of the craziest things that have happened on set? I, I feel like I remember a story from Children of the Corn where we had an, there was an actor uh, that liked to expose himself. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> we're not going to name names. One. That's, uh, I mean, like, we, that's like probably not, not even know the worst thing that's ever it's happened not, to us. It's just like a, uh, it was just like, oh, wow. He just didn't like to wear underwear. Yeah. And, and he, he was needed, in a trailer full of mirrors. He was a large man, so he needed help getting dressed So as he well. was a 10, is what you're saying. <laughs> oh, a size 10? <laughs> I mean, like, a I'll size take a, I don't 18? know, like 50, <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Anyways. Um, he, yeah. Teeny weeny. Anyways. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> we had one before you brought that up. Uh, <laughs> okay, so what are some of the craziest things that have happened on set? <laughs> you can uh, go first. <laughs> on set, well, I think what, like what's funny about like on set is that the most exciting things and the craziest things are usually when something happens that is a disaster, but you have no time to fix it because. Um, what is happening is needs to happen quickly. And so, thank you, love. I'm gonna try this again. Um, so, you know, it's it's when you have to make what you have at that exact moment. Like, um, one girl had a bra period. on that. Period. What? Uh, what? Oh, wow. <laughs> no, you can't bring that one up. That's so bad. You can't bring that one up. Okay, well, we'll talk about now. that one. <laughs> it's too, you can't do that to this audience. So we had this beautiful girl who was like really <laughs> awesome and like in like just a, like had so much woman power in her because she wasn't like really disturbed by it, but she told us continuously three days before the day before whatnot the couple hours before she was like I'm gonna start my period and she had this sex scene. Oh, and, uh, okay, I have my own story now. <laughs> 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 but continue. So it was like, you know, okay, okay, you know, and I'm thinking in my head, like, whatever. I mean, like, I mean, honestly, every girl's differently, you know. I'm just like, she's going to spot, you know, she's uncomfortable because she's got to do a sex scene. 
whatever. And um, we put these panties on her, and because it was a sex scene, but she had her panties on with it, and it was like this huge discussion of whether you could see her labia. And so we're like <laughs> <Wait> constantly <laughs> like wow, trying okay. to like disguise her labia, and like it's like this discussion going back and forth, and we're looking at the monitor at her at her vag, and so then all of a sudden this is, what um, this is on do. monitor. <laughs> yeah. Well, and everyone's so gathered around. It's like, a does anyone have a, a, a pointer that they're like, and this Nobody is. Like, we are the only ones watching. This is our part. This is what we're supposed what to look at. This is real shit in okay? wardrobe department, guys. <laughs> yep. So, so Can they see the labia? <laughs> and so I'm looking at it. And finally, I'm like, you know what? We can do this like Tony was there. And she's like, we can do this like like thing where we like insert this like um, this object. Careful how you, op- how you end that sentence. Spreads <laughs> the labia so it's not as like defiant of like a crease. Anyway, so we're like, <laughs> let's do this. So we're like, you know, we take her. Don't get embarrassed. It's fine. It's everyday things. I'm so, a sound guy. You cannot embarrass <laughs> me. Trust me. So I'm like, I go up there and I'm like, okay, we need to get off stage. Um, or I'm sorry, we need to get off of uh, uh, set and I'm going to fix this. And we go into the bathroom and Geneva comes in there and Tony is in there. And there's three of us like crammed into this really small bathroom and she takes down her underwear and then just blood is everywhere it's like a horror film it's like the worst thing that's ever happened and it's like she's like it's like streaming up and (laughs) And it like and we're like you know it's like do i have any horror music that i can play And so, and this is like, and like we're, they've already had like an insane day where they're trying to push us to go faster, as you know what that feels like. Right. They're like, you know, can you do that? You're like, I can do that in 20. Can you do that in five? No. <laughs> but um, anyway, so yeah, that was kind of that experience. I mean, we made it work and like, you know, we took we care of everything. We wash everything. <laughs> if you look really close, there might be a small blood there stain in like the white dress on the. <laughs> oh, jeez. You brought that up. I can't believe you brought that up. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm, I have two. I have two stories. I'm gonna tell one that's set related and one that's just just that related. Okay. So on the same set, the same actress. The only reason that I knew what y'all were talking about was because you put her in a fucking skinny ass thing to wear. Brown panties. Bra- well, it was no, not brown panties, but it's like a dress. She, a dress. This this poor girl. I blame I blame you too because you kept putting them in like see-through stuff and like short skirt stuff. It was the director. It shot, matches their character. Right. Yeah. Right. It was Bring very us back purposeful. to that part of the conversation. So whenever they're wearing something like that, as a sound guy, a lot of times what I have to do is put a strap on the inner thigh to hide the pack. <laughs> so I'm down in ground zero. <laughs> apparently during. She's a bleeder. Apparently during the horror season. <laughs> And uh, and she didn't tell me. Oh no! She didn't tell me this was happening. So I get down there, all looking down the barrel of the gun, and then like I see traces. I see traces of the murder scene, and like I have to address it. I do. I do. <laughs> Married man. This is not right. And this is the first time my wife is hearing this story. Hi, babe. <laughs> Preparing so, you for children. So if you want to be a sound guy, um, be aware. Yeah, you might it's be. Not all tits it might be and a close crotches. encounter. Blood. Yeah. Blood. But okay, so I'm gonna tell another story that is <laughs> somewhat related to that. But we're gonna go off the set and onto the job that I had well before I started working in sound. 
I was a waiter at the Melting Pot. This is a really, really <laughs> high-end place. And it's the end of the day, and there's a little bachelorette party that's been happening. And so it's the end of the day, so the bachelorette party's gone. And so I'm cleaning all over the place, and I start cleaning underneath the table. And when I get down underneath the table, I feel something. I don't know what it is. It doesn't oh feel God. like anything that we serve. But I pull it out. It's a used tampon! <laughs> used! How does that happen? <laughs> How does it rock it out in such out. a way? Are uh, you just free burning it down there and just shooting it out like a shot? How does that happen? It was a biohazard on my hand. <laughs> well, you women are gross. No, it's true. I mean, they still have those like signs in the bathroom. It's like, don't flush your tampon. I mean, how long do we need this? I mean, are we... You should be advanced past that. I mean, right? I just think it's funny that nobody tissue likes down talking the toilet. about it. We are opening, like, we are destroying barriers here talking about this. I we, mean, are, it's we are breaking it's, down walls. Is, you know, the lining of our uterus is tearing itself away from right. and just ripping off and, it's and injecting freedom! itself through our vaginas. Right. That's exactly what's happening. I'm not going to lie, full disclosure, every single time that we get the monthly visitor, my wife and I, we're like, fuck Yes! We yeah. made it another month. Oh, <laughs> anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> You're like, oh, I hurt, but I'm not pregnant. <laughs> Anyways. So on that note, we're going to go to another word for our sponsors. Ah, oh, jeez. Okay. The Okie Show Show is brought to you by LARPing. Reality got you down. But poof, you're a wizard riding a dragon through the skies of Middle Earth. That's a stick, and you're wearing your mom's bathrobe. <laughs> but you do you, man. Let me remind you, there's, there's actual LARPing happening right next door. Do you know what that is? Where? Do you know what that is? LARPing, no yes. Live is. action role playing. I'm not going to lie. I kind of wish I could be over there what right now. What kind of LARPing? I would be so good at that. What kind of LARPing? Like, what, what not kind of LARPing? <laughs> All of the kind of LARPing. fire-breathing fairy. I'm not going to play. Uh, so I play Dungeons Don't and I Dragons. Don't like a fire-breathing fairy? You want to hear my, dun- my Dungeons and Dragons character name? Yes. Absolutely. His name is Fugnut Digsbick. It's beautiful. He's a mountain dwarf raised by orcs. And he worships the, the orc god Grumsh. Let's get back to you Grumsh. guys, shall we? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Brian fantasies. Right, right. So, um, okay. So, anybody who's wanting to get into wardrobe department, um, let's talk about the basic skills that are needed to do your job. <laughs> basic skills. Don't be stupid. <laughs> but Don't. isn't that to do any of our jobs? Um, no, um, uh, okay, first off, uh, I mean, there's a, you have to have an eye for detail when, uh, you go into, um, anything that has to do with continuity and whatnot, and then you have to have an imagination, and I think that a lot of people, whether or not, um, they, uh, they think they're gonna go into wardrobe, like, you know, have that, but then it, like, branches out, uh, you have to be, um, innovative, um, you have to be quick, uh, you have to be... Uh, if you like clothes and you think shopping is fun, oh. wardrobe is not for you. That's not true. That. We shop like all the time. Yeah. It, no, no, no. I'm saying if it's like you're like, oh, I want to join wardrobe because they get to shop all the oh, time. Oh, yeah, you're right. And I like clothing. It's yeah. not fun to <laughs> shop for other people all for the time. For eight hours it's like, in the No, mall. no. It's like we've spent 13 hours shopping all day, walking around, doing nothing but shopping for other people. And it's not fun. It really isn't. <laughs> it sucks. Um, and then it makes shopping That's for totally yourself even worse. <laughs> I cannot stand shopping. 
It's it, it's interesting and it's like got its own like you know its perks, but at the same time you you can't just think that it's like this leisurely like thing that you go in and do and um and suddenly you have like a whole wardrobe of somebody's um, character because that's just not what happens. But um yeah no I think that uh, if you have this idealized um idea of what working for co in a costume department is like you should work in one because it will be quickly smashed right <laughs> yeah. and um i feel uh, like that's with most departments exactly it's film in general the first time it's they work a 12 or 14 hour day they're like i think i might go back to like being a janitor yeah <laughs> right i love yeah. it when people are like i worked so much this week i worked almost like 50 hours this week <laughs> yeah uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> What'd you do after Wednesday? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, sewing helps a lot. Oh, yes, um, definitely. If you know how to sew, hand Color sew, theory sew. thinks mm -hmm. it works a lot. Um, unfortunately, people skills work a lot. Definitely. Um, Jennifer doesn't have those. But <laughs> we're working on it every day. <laughs> no, uh, honestly, it's like you also have to not be afraid a lot of times. Oh, that's a yeah. good point. Um, especially for set costumers. It can be intimidating being on set for the first time, but that's the biggest thing is just you got to get over your fear. If you see a mistake, then you got to get in there and tell somebody. Like the biggest problem we have with set costumers is they don't take enough initiative or with interns or anybody. It's like they're afraid because, you know, they're new on set. They don't want to speak up if they see something wrong. Da, 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 da. And I don't mean like, you know, like safety stuff. I just mean like, oh, the, the, I need to step in and fix this collar, but I'm too afraid to tell right. the first AD. Speed, like it's like you need to, to be it. like, um, there's something wrong. I'm stepping in, wardrobe stepping in. You yeah. have to take initiative. Because you can't there's be a lot of high energy on set. Yeah. And like it's very, like it seems scary because the first AD is like having a fit and like, you know, everybody's like, you know, trying to scramble in between takes and like you've got to step in and just be like, guys, step back because this is important. You have to care about, you have, you have to believe that your department is important. And step in. yeah, yeah. You you have to like pretty much like talk talk to yourself in the bathroom like 15 minutes before about Dude, how I it's totally important. Get that. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I feel like every single Beautiful, department. You are important. <laughs> <laughs> you are smart. <laughs> so uh, okay, I want to know what is what's like your dream your dream project. We did it. it it's funny because for the longest time, I, my dream project was a Western film. Now it's it a Western film a with a good budget. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in the dream. Yeah. Okay. There was a day where you guys had like a hundred extras, and I want to know how you two handled that. Well, because on, on a period film, you have to dress all of them. Yes. On uh, what's on a modern. Have piece, you ever like dealt with an extra? Um, really on, well, I really I deal with extras because they get bored. <laughs> yeah. No other yeah. reason. Yeah. Like the Don't only time that I have to deal with an extra is if somebody like the director decides to give one of them a line and then we have to have the whole sag conversation. Right. Are they sag? Are they not? And if they are not, then I won't have to talk to them. And if they are, then I can actually put a wire on them. That's a weird sag rule. Yeah, right. For all you listeners, write that down. <laughs> anyway. Um no, uh, for a modern piece, it's, you know, if we have a lot of extras, usually it's we give them guidelines and they bring in changes for us. Um, unless it's something specific like a ho uh, not a hockey team. I uh, got hockey on the brain. Uh, go Blues. Um, no, <laughs> like a football team for Wicked Love. We had to provide those outfits. But um, modern pieces, mostly extras bring in. But for this piece, the extras was actually, it was 
a lot of different conversations on how to get that done. And what we had to do was take a, one of our weekends, um, take a full day and fit 100 extras Holy in crap. one day. Just the two of you? I think there was we like, had we, a, had a we had a third. Yeah. So we had three people fitting 100 extras Still, from, wow. for 12 hours. It was 12 hours, yeah. Uh, how long does it take typically to, to fit one person? <clears throat> well, it, it takes like just seconds unless they... We don't have anything that fits them. Yeah, well, I would say <laughs> seconds, but minutes, yes. Um, w- uh, for this film, we did uh, approximately four every 30 minutes. Um, wow. And so, but that was a big, like, uh, we worked with the extras casting, Chantel. We worked with Nathan. We worked with production. We worked with our producers all about getting all of these people in and through so that when it came to the day of, we had everything labeled so they would just come to the trailer, tell us their name. We'd give them their wardrobe. They'd go and change and hopefully bring it back to us at the end of the night. And it went pretty smoothly. It did. Uh, It did, actually. It it got a little harder towards the end of the night because you're talking about you're basically, you've depleted your stock right and um you know nobody's just nobody's body is the same and so um yeah it got harder through the night but um it actually went pretty well i mean that that's really just because we're fabulous (laughs) so true (laughs) but you know i remember when we had that many extras like i don't think i've ever worked on anything that had that many extras before yet and like i was just blown away by you guys it was my hat comes <laughs> off to you. Give them a round thank of applause you, for, cl- for uh, dressing a hundred freaking extras. Holy crap. Thank you. <laughs> um, it was also made easier by like the fact that they were. it was supposed to be a country barn dance. So right. we didn't have to put them in the fanciest clothing. They were a little bit simpler. Like if we had had to dress a hundred um, like town upper class extras, that would have... That uh, would have been different. We only had to do 50 of those. Yeah, we had to do 50 of those the second week, but, which was the same idea. So uh, do you have any words of wisdom to give to anybody that's aspiring to, like, they, you know, they watch movies like Pirates of the Caribbean, they see, like, the Band of Brothers, and they see all the cool wardrobe stuff. Like, somebody who wants to get into wardrobe, what advice would you give to that young person? That young person was me. <laughs> I saw Little Women when I was and like. She had a dream. I did. And the I dream was I want to dress someone. I want to dress someone right now. Hustle. That's all I got. <laughs> that was so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm do- uh, hey, man. I'm doing like three jobs right now. Nailing it. <laughs> Um, right. <laughs> but no, it's like, oh, we can kind of say how we both got into it. It's like, I honest, honestly, I wanted to be a costume designer because I was involved in theater in like middle school and high school and I loved wardrobe. And I, honestly, as cliche and funny as it sounds, I watched Little Women and the d- costume designer was Colleen Atwood, who is like, probably nobody knows who she is, but she designs all of Tim Burton's stuff. And I just became obsessed with her in high school. Like, she's fabulous. She's fucking amazing. She's the, she's amazing. Okay. And um, then I went to school for costume design. Uh, and after that, when I was still in school, I started get, getting involved in film here in Oklahoma. And um, Where'd you I go to school for costume design? I went to school for costume design at OU. Um, oh, okay. University of Oklahoma in their theater department. So I was trained in theater, not for film. Um, but, you know, costume design really can correlate between theater and film. It, it's different when you're working it, but the design aspects are the same. Yeah. Um, creating characters and whatnot. But uh, 
when, when, and when I first got in my first film, I started off as an intern. Like, that's just how I got started. That's how like pretty that's much how most people get you started. Just you just have, have to. to. Work for free you have to work for, for free. Yeah. And then, family. yeah. And then by the time the film was done, I was being paid at the end of the film. Yeah. So it's like, and some that doesn't always happen, but it's like, like I, one of our interns, yeah, like she started on Wicked Love and then we were able to pay her on the next film because we, she did a good job. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you find out that that's what you want, you should try interning and you can intern in different departments and figure out what you like most. If you're a hard worker and you, you yeah. know, you're bright, then I think yeah. you can go far and that's like, I think that's in like almost any like, job you go into um but honestly it's just like showing up at like 3 a.m in the morning and like you know at least having your wits about you because it's not easy it's like it's a shit show and you have to like be prepared for like the worst case scenario constantly and you have to like somewhat enjoy that because you will go home and want to like kill yourself well you'll make mistakes like we i mean we make mistakes oh my god yeah and you just can't let those mistakes kill you because sometimes they just want to eat at you but right it's part of the business I, I always respect you guys because everything that you do is on the screen. Like, in the, in the sound world, like, everything is supposed to be hidden. So, like, you know Make I mean? those mic packs smaller. It's, I wish. <laughs> if they could make a mic pack the size of a nickel, I would die happy. Yep. But we're going to go back to a word from our sponsors once I find some music that's decent. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Guys, the Okie Show Show is brought to you by the State Fair. Oklahoma's greatest people watching experience. And if you're not people watching, you are what people are watching. <laughs> we also got some prizes. I should turn some prize music on, I guess. There we go. Okay, so we got a shirt, a large Frackfest shirt that we need to get rid of. Is anyone a large? Anyone? Your double X? Boom. Got it. All right, and there was, and by the way, the guy that I just threw that to happens to be Mr. Dustin Struby, who is the podcast host of Pop Culture Feedback Podcast on iTunes. You should check it out. It's a great movie review show, and um, yeah. So can I? Right. Can we do a little shout out first for to um, Ginger House, our business? Just yes. To talk about it real quick. Um, do yourself our business, a Ginger House commercial. Uh, we provide clothing design options uh if your production needs you know design services we're available for that we do styling personal shopping if you need a new wardrobe and you don't want to shop for it yourself hire us we'll do it for you and we'll make you look fabulous um we do alterations also our business is a production service entity listed with the oklahoma film and music office so exactly we can buy stuff out of state for you we do rentals rack rentals all that fun stuff but most importantly follow us on facebook at ginger house llc and instagram at ginger house design perfect thank you and did you uh, do you have social media like your twitter handle and all that we don't have twitter you don't have twitter twitter's lame that's a smart Boy, that's smart that's smart can we, we, can we all just come out Facebook. and admit that twitter is kind of lame Oh, and if you want to email us, you can email us at gingerhousedesign at gmail.com. Sweet. Okay. So um, we were going to have some Frackfest filmmakers here. We're going to have the director of The Scourge Feminissimo. You want to come on down? You want to volunteer? Everybody welcome him to the stage, the director of The Scourge of Feminissimo. Grab a mic at the end there. Hello, hello. 
wet a little bit. It's okay. Go ahead and introduce yourself, sir. Hi, my name's Daniel uh, Austin. I was up here earlier. You, you a, were a prize winner. <laughs> it, it was a good time. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I did The Scourge of Feminismo. Uh, strange little film. Um, so remind, okay, real, real quick, remind me, what were the two words that you described the film as? Sexual angst. Sexual angst. <laughs> Yeah, I think we can all relate. If three words could describe it, it would probably be classy sexual angst. (laughs) Teenage or older? No, 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 they're they're like uh, in their twenties. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Does the main character LARP? Yeah. Yes, I I could say yes. (laughs) Does he strike you as a LARP? He strikes you as a LARPer. Cool. Okay, good. So, (laughs) so give us the pitch. Tell us about your movie, man. Okay, so a uh, it's kind of like the Twilight Zone meets. Uh, an a- well, no, an acid trip's a little too strong. Uh, that would be a, that would be a movie that I'd want to see. Though. <laughs> uh, no, it's gonna be your next one. <laughs> yeah, uh, that kind of yeah, actually yeah. Uh, so it's essentially about a uh, a guy that's married meets this woman uh, who is trying to basically tempt him with it, everything's in black and white except for uh, the apple that she's holding uh, and. Uh, they have r- some really odd speech patterns because uh, the girl who wrote it uh, really wanted to have... S- she she likes weird dialogue, so we just put that in, and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> at one point, it's supposed to, everything's like set in like a 1930s format with like none of the jargon from the 1930s. And then at one point, we throw in the word bitch. And then... Uh, That's <laughs> not 1920s? <laughs> no, or 1930s? Definitely not. Uh, we just she was just like I feel like what's I feel like it goes here. All right, woman slur. Slippery banana was you slippery banana. Yeah, that no, that's actually the correct way of doing that. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was a lot of fun. We found out like we're like all right, we're ready to film. Um, we have a couple like weeks to plan this out, and our main character was like, well, I just became a Disney prince, and I leave in a week, so got to wrap this up. Right. Oh, excellent. Uh, but we did oh! it. Oh, who's the lead in your in your movie? His name is Duncan Barrett Brown. Duncan Barrett Brown. Okay, I know him, and he he worked at Disney for a while. He was a yeah. Disney character, and he was totally a prince. Yeah, I think Prince Charming or something to that effect. Uh, oh, so uh, he literally would be he was like, I'm literally. gonna be a Disney prince. Uh, I was like, I can't. How even often be- can you have that conversation? <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> I can't be on set. I have to be a prince. <laughs> I can't okay. even be a little bit mad. I'm like, good for you. I'm not even. Yeah. Right. I'm impressed. No, but yeah, we we got that done. We had a lot of fun, and. Uh, Post-production was, as always, a bitch, but it was a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, was a slippery banana. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, uh, it's premiering here, I guess, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, uh, first of all, where can we find any information on your film? Uh, you can go to, uh, basically, everything's on my, uh, there's a Scourge of, Femini- Scourge of Feminismo Instagram and Twitter, no Facebook, just didn't get around to it, and plus... I'm not really savvy with like yeah, doing pages on Facebook, but you can find Scourge of Feminismo film on Instagram and Twitter. Sweet. And uh, th- yeah, Viral Motion Pictures is the production company that I run. So yeah. Very cool. Okay, so I've got some Frackfest themed questions for you. Yes. So I've got some Frackfest music playing here. Let's do it. What is this? Wow. Okay. This doesn't sound very fracking. Let me f- let me see if I can find some. Okay, I've got a I've got a track here called sounds Flicker like and Burn. This better deliver. Like a small monkey would play on the side of the street. Okay, there we go. Boom. <laughs> okay, so frack fest questions. How do you feel about fracking? Not a fan, but this festival seems cool. So <laughs> I feel conflicted right now. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so uh, if you LARPed, describe your character. Uh, it would be an off-brand Harry Potter, more than likely, because I just need an excuse to put a broom between my legs and then accidentally run into people with it. <laughs> if I had a nickel. Called a drag queen. If I had a nickel for how many times there I you go. met a guy who just that needed to have a broom between his hands. Good job. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's going to move us on to <laughs> our, you know, normally we have, drag like, we have a co-host, we have some improvisers and everything. This is kind of an improvised, centralized uh, show, but... Um, they all bailed because they have babies, and babies are evil. <laughs> they are the evil. Worst. Why? I was never one. I, you don't need to be one. So you just came out like that. I just. <laughs> I came out like this. Exactly. Exactly. They. They just. They did not have it together. So we're gonna play some Frackfest trivia. Okay, here we go. And this is for all three of you. Excellent. And uh, whoever can answer the question correctly the first time wins. And we're gonna ring this this bell right here if you win. So, uh, why the hell does one LARP? Because they want to express themselves. Incorrect. <laughs> Uh, uh, to get out, out of their own wor- world, to get into another reality. Incorrect. Oh, God. For the because, hot chicks. Because Incorrect. jerking off wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. Because life in me- is meaningless and we're all going to die, so fuck it. Didn't know they were all nihilists. That's the correct que- answer to that question. Okay, question number two. <laughs> Which short film answer. screens tomorrow at 11 a.m. and features the word frack in the title? Frack. In, in, incorrect. <laughs> Damn. Fracking, frack nation. I, incorrect. Can we get some help from the frack audience? Any help from the yourself. audience? Anyone? There is a schedule in my bag, James. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> don't cheat. The answer is fractured. It's a sci fi drama. Uh, a time traveler comes face to face with her younger self while trying to prevent a fracking protest where her mother was killed. 20 years ago. That, actually, that, sound, that wow. checks out. That, that's it that's sounds, a sci-fi movie? That I just love, like that, I love the fact that she she's a time traveler that went back in time to stop a fracking protest. Not to just save her mom, but to stop that damn protest. Well, her mom died if, at that protest, was, Brian. But she died at the protest. You go back in time a little farther, stop her from going to the protest. Take out the fracking, insert pipeline. You I'm know. just saying. Just saying. Prioritize. <laughs> Question number three. <laughs> What two technologies are used in fracking? Drilling? You'd think that Radar? I would have options with these, but I wasn't that prepared to give options. Is drilling? Uh, sonar. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> Piranhas. <laughs> what? Honorary <Alligators>. correct. <laughs> that was so far from being correct that I think you should give her a point. <laughs> Piranhas. Jack, Piranhas. Jack wins a point for Piranhas being behind fracking. The answer uh, no clue. is very boring. Hydraulic fra- fracturing and horizontal drilling. No one cares. Boo. We just Boo. like to complain about the earthquakes. Next question. There is gaming happening tomorrow at 7 p.m. here at FrackFest. Where is this gaming happening? Oh, it's... Is it's, it A? Uh, oh, oh, it's the... Is the, it A here? here? Is it B there? <laughs> it's here. Is it C, your mom's house? It's still here. Or is it D, the Paramount Theater? It's the Paramount Theater. You win! Woo-hoo! No. Okay, last question. Your hair I'm sorry, that was rude. I said your mom's house. <laughs> it rude. is. We were talking about periods earlier. Your There's, mom's house is least of the worries here. 
This is absolutely not relevant to the listening podcast because, like, this is going to be published a week from now. But, hey, if you could travel back in the past and you, you know, want to sidetrack from saving your mom from a fracking protest, then go play some games here at the Paramount Theater tomorrow. Okay, last question. And this is a very serious one. Why does God hate Oklahoma so much that he's added earthquakes to our list of calamities? Go. Mary Fallon. Oh, that was, damn it. Oh, that was my choice. That is the correct answer. Well, we're gonna, we're gonna. I was, I was gonna say uh, because the cost of living here is amazing, but I'm gonna take that one. <laughs> and that was Frackfest trivia. Okay, this is, this is it, guys. We've reached the, the end of the line here. Thank you so much for coming on the show. But we've got one last. We're gonna actually play a game, and this is a pretty easy game. This is not an improv game or anything. So uh, this is called. Um, did I read this one? Oh my gosh, we have another sponsor. Okay, I'm gonna have to get the sponsor music going. So much money in this show. I know. You have no, you have no idea how hard it is to get these sponsors, people. It's <laughs> freaking hard. This sponsor, the Oki Show Show, is brought to you by the Toilet Bowl. <laughs> The only thing in your life that you can get away with pissing on and treating like shit. <laughs> Unless you're Donald Trump, apparently. Nice. I All right. Just, I like the na- that the name of this song is called Falconhood in parentheses. Tight. I want to hear the loose version. I was going to make a dick joke, but it's in that audience. It's tight. It's <laughs> He's not circumcised. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so uh, this last game is Noir Beastro presents five second summaries. Now, the way that this works is we're going to get a, a suggestion from the audience of a movie title. And you have to take that movie title and you have to summarize that movie in five seconds. This is a this is going to be a challenge. Okay, so I'm going to bring out my handy-dandy timer here. Mm-hmm. You think you guys are up for the challenge? So, uh, can I get a, uh, a movie title from the audience? RoboCop. Okay, so you have to tell us what the summary of, the, of the, basically the plot of RoboCop is in five seconds. Are we Our, making it up? Or are we giving an actual plot? It's a real movie. I know. So I'm okay. Plot. Okay. <laughs> so imagine you're the IMDb plot of RoboCop. Are you, are, are you ready? Who's up for the challenge? First of all. Okay. Okay. So here we go. You guys think you can do it? Five seconds to summarize RoboCop. Wait, do I actually have to do it, or can I do a different summary? That oh, off no, the top of my head. You're doing the real RoboCop. Oh, real. Original. I have signed up for a movie that I've never seen. <laughs> Not this remake BS. <laughs> okay. Okay, here we go. It's not very good. On three, two, one. Detroit cop military militarization of the police. Oh, damn. All right. Yeah. Give him a round of applause. Wow. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get another uh, movie title. Uh, Did I get it right? <laughs> what was it? Gone with the Wind. Ooh, oh, I'll do okay. this one. Okay, all right. So here we go. You got five May seconds. May third, nineteen ninety-three. We're gonna we're gonna summarize Gone with the Wind in three, two, uno. Woman is terrible. Goes through a lot of hardships. Is still terrible. Movie is terrible. I don't like it. <laughs> that was perfect. That was right on. And frankly, Scarlett, she doesn't give a damn. <laughs> all right. One more, one more movie title. The Thing. Ooh. Think you can take that, Jack? Mm-hmm. You know the thing? Yeah, I know The Thing. Okay. Do you know The Thing? John Carpenter's The Thing? Yes. John or the original Carpenter's The Thing? thing. I know the original The Thing. Okay. okay. They're both. All right, here we go. So she's got, we got a five-second <laughs> summary of The Thing in three, two, uno. Ah! It's a thing! <laughs> 
beautiful. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> that was good. All right. <laughs> now. Okay, I've got to get I've got to get some very uh some very scary sounding music here. Shifty. Oh, crowd. this is good. This is good. This is the Shifty final crowd. round, ladies and gentlemen, the final round. We need one more movie title. They're going to summarize this movie all together at once in one second. Can you do it? Sure. I heard Twister. So here we go. We're going to summarize Twister in one second, all of us all together in one second. Three, two, one. Tornado! Yeah! I did a sound effect. All right, guys, give them a round of applause. Thank you all so much for coming on the show. This is I'm gonna. This is actually the 30th episode of the Oku Show Show, oh my which is pretty freaking cool. Um, you can find the Oku Show Show online on iTunes. Please subscribe. We have all sorts of other interviews with all sorts of other really really interesting people. Also, we don't make any money from this show, but we do have some merch. If you would like to buy a T-shirt, they're 10 bucks each. If you would like to buy a sticker, they're a dollar each. And you can also follow me and all my weird things going on at at Oki Show Show on Instagram, the same handle on Twitter, and that's pretty much it. It gets real on Twitter. It gets it gets real on Twitter. OG&E got burnt. I went down on OG&E. Join Twitter. Got my heating turned back on. Damn it. All right. This music is very sad. That is it for the show. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Larping in the other room. Okay, we're gonna say bye on three. Ready? One, two, three. Bye. Bones, 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 bones,